Two podcasts in two weeks. New personal best. G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of The Short Cameo, the show where I discuss movie news, reviews, and everything in between. Or sometimes. My name is Nick Pendry, and I am once again ignoring the principles of my title catchphrase that I just kind of blurted out, and I am continuing with my new fancy cliched segment of short reactive podcasts for each episode of a TV show. So, what this show will involve, once again, is a quick-fire, non-research, reactive podcast for each Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode, which, gotta admit, I'm kind of having fun with at the moment, so maybe I'll keep up this trend for future shows as I go out. I mean, Marvel's pretty much releasing a new TV show every week, so I've got plenty of content to fill this sort of trend I'm doing. So I'm keeping things very unresearched, undetailed, and just giving my general thoughts about certain elements of the show and anything that stood out to me in each episode, where I think the series as a whole is going, how I feel about it as a whole. Very casual, as I've already said. Once again, my disclaimer, this is just a casual and fun review. I usually do my research, however, not on this occasion, because I am really passionate about this stuff and I do like talking about it. But it is just my opinion, so if you disagree with me, that's fantastic. Best thing about movies is the discussions that they bring. My aim is not to cause offence to anybody, it's simply to have an in-depth, well, sometimes in-depth, yet casual discussion about movies slash TV shows. I need to amend that, don't I? Uh, But please leave a review or a comment if you're enjoying the show, if you're not enjoying the show... Uh, keep listening anyway, maybe you'll start enjoying them. Um, the show is available on all the main podcast streaming services. It should be pretty easy to find. If you have any questions, you can message me on Instagram, Twitter, send me an email. Just search for the short cameo and click on the page that says the short cameo. Hopefully it's mine. Uh, but all that mucks out of the way. Let's, let's get into this episode because there's quite a few interesting dynamics going on and as a whole I really enjoyed it all right let's talk about it Falcon and the winter soldier episode two so I very much want to start with talking about Discount Steve Rogers because I absolutely called it last week, even though there were... Was it, was it obvious? I'm, I'm going to say it's not obvious and I just, I read between the lines. I saw it coming and I'm going to give myself props. I'm going to take this moment to, to congratulate myself on my own show. But there are some very interesting dynamics going on with our fancy new Captain America there's I sort of looked at it as there's two sides to him because everything done with him in this episode I felt seems to be incredibly deliberate by the writers I'm likely overthinking this but I feel it's done in a way to make us unsure what to make of him as a whole there's a few elements going on it 
could kind of go either way with what our opinion of him will be as the show progresses. Um, and I, yeah, I just feel that the writers knew exactly what they were doing. They knew that everyone would compare him to Steve because, I mean, what else are you going to do? Steve's been there since the beginning of Marvel. He's been the guy we look at as our Captain America. We've been on that whole journey with him. We understand his story. And all of a sudden, we've got this new guy in there that we know absolutely nothing about. And yeah, so they knew that everyone would be instantly against this new unknown, sort of unworthy Cap. Emphasis on unworthy. So they gave him, I feel like they gave him some Steve-ish elements, but with some other stuff that just makes him feel a little wrong. You know, he's not Steve. He's, he's, he's this different guy, but there are unlikable elements to him. Um, so it just feels a little wrong. The main thing about him that's completely different to Steve, I feel at the moment, is he screams military and he's, he's, he's Captain America, but he's absolutely a tool of the government, which if you compare him to Steve, yes, that's kind of actually where Steve started off. He was a military man and he was running around doing all those, all those promotional video, not videos, promotional routines with the cheer girls behind him and everything. And he was absolutely hating it. But the great thing about Steve was he then... He shed all that off and just wanted to do what was right. And then when he comes to the 21st century, he is completely against government intervention. He doesn't like where the world's heading, particularly with what a lot of governments are doing and how the world is run. So he spends most of his time in the 21st century fighting against that. If you think about him in Winter Soldier, he doesn't like what Nick Fury is doing. He doesn't like the idea of overprotection as an idea of safety he just feels it's restrictive you go to civil war he's against the government intervent intervening with superheroes and how they operate and spends the entire movie fighting against that infinity war he's on the run from the government he comes back the military's still not happy with him but he's just he comes back because it's the right thing to do and he wants to fight it does, he puts all that aside to do the right thing which this guy doesn't have any of that stuff going on for him yet he we don't know anything we don't know a lot about him but there it's complicated, isn't it? Because you think about the opening scene of this episode, the, it gives him character. He's got a wife. He's he's not sure personally if he's quite ready for it. He does he doesn't he doesn't really want to be going out there and parading himself around like some kind of showgirl. He wants to get in there and do the he wants to do the action side of it. He wants to take bad guys down. They sh I feel that opening scene was very deliberate because it gives us a peek behind the curtain. Because then for the rest of the episode. He does become that kind of showgirl, Captain America. He's parading around the ground at the football game. He swoops in to help Sam, but then calls himself Captain America right to Sam's face. He shows really good skills and good fighting prowess. So from a fighting standpoint, he's kind of proven himself to be Captain America, which he almost says, says you know, I've done the work. But then he's kind of giggling like an idiot the whole time while he's doing it. Like when Steve was fighting, it was all business. It was, no, get the job done, do it right. But this guy kind of just is almost getting off on being in combat. Um, he says he's not trying to replace Steve, but then he calls Sam Steve's wingman. He gets Bucky out of jail or whatever, but then he kind of does it in front of everyone and sort of, you know, points to himself like, you know, I'm the man to sort of show off his government connections and resources. Then he, he can't convince Sam and Bucky to work with him, so then he tries to go all PG-rated Dwayne Johnson from Fast and Furious on them with, you know, stay the mm, out of my way. I was sort of thinking if they took away that first scene at the start with him in the changing room and then just because the from the 
after that scene in the interview, the entire rest of the episode, entirety of the episode, every time he comes in, we see him from Sam and Bucky's point of view, which is almost the audience's point of view on this new cap. There's suddenly this new cap is there. Like, what to, what do we make of him? If they cut out that first scene and just had him swoop in, you'd probably end the episode absolutely not wanting anything to do with this guy. He's just arrogant. He's self-assured. He just thinks he's the new cap. We don't like him. But they chucked in that opening segment to... Give us a peek behind the curtain and make us think, okay, there's more to this guy. There's more elements and layers there. Maybe we could like him in the future. And I have talked way too long about this guy now, so I'm going to move on. But the point is, I really like the dynamics there. And I like the very careful writing and way they're setting this guy up to just make us a little unsure what to think about him. It could still go either way, I think. Just very quickly, a couple more things from that opening scene. What I really liked was his sidekick, Battlestar, is that the name he's given himself? Really dumb. I'm with Bucky. That's a dumb name. Uh, He says to him, you can't punch your way out of problems. Call back to when Black Widow said to Steve, you sure you want to punch your way out of this one? And the interview he has on the football game, it reminded me of Steve at the start doing, you know, those stupid promotional shows, which I mentioned. So there's a lot of parallels to Steve that they give him. Uh, It was very nice of the interviewer to absolutely spend the half the interview just spelling out his backstory for us, giving us his resume, just so we as the audience could know who he was and where he comes from. But I do believe, or I believed after these couple of scenes, this guy does want to help. He does want to do the right thing, which is then makes me a little bit conflicted about what I think about him. Uh, Moving on, though, to our good friends, Sam and Bucky. I really like that Bucky isn't happy with Sam with the whole shield thing. I'll get into that a little bit later with the meeting with his therapist. And I, I... I really like the banter between these two because you knew it was going to be there. You knew it was going to be this buddy cop thing. I was really worried it was going to sound forced, though, because we've seen this buddy cop thing a thousand times before in movies. It's really difficult to make anything new with it. So the chemistry between the two leads and the writing needs to be really good and really tight. And I think for the most part it is. Uh, I like their little thing about the big three androids, aliens, and wizards. Although I was kind of thinking it is half-mentioned, like... Super Soldiers has got to make it like a big four, doesn't it? It was almost kind of the Andy Murray of Marvel. You know, if you don't follow tennis, there's sort of the big three top men's players, Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal. And Andy Murray has always been like the, oh, is it a big three? Is it a big four kind of thing? Then he started winning a few majors. Everyone's like, yeah, it's the big four now. But then he's been injured. So it's now just the big three. I don't know. I just made that weird kind of connection in my head. And I felt like I wanted to talk about it. It doesn't mean absolutely anything. The only part of the dynamic I wasn't enjoying with this, the whole humor with the Red Wing thing. Didn't really like that in Civil War either. Uh, so <laughs> kind of made me happy when it just got total like the super soldier just grabs it out of the air and just breaks it in half over her knee. Great stuff. Uh, so we'll, I'll jump right ahead to this chase scene that they have. I didn't dislike it, but I was a little, I was just a little bit disappointed with it. Mainly, um... It was fun, it was exciting, it was intense, the CGI is fantastic as you just come to expect even with these Marvel TV shows. Firstly, I wanted to see more of Sam and Bucky fighting, even if it's not together because you know they're they're not in sync yet, but they kind of just get kicked around and they don't do a lot in this scene. Most of it is when John Walker, Captain America comes in and shows off a bit of his prowess, which I get maybe was the point, but this show is about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I just wanted to see a bit more of them doing their stuff because Bucky hasn't done a whole lot yet. He's sort of just, there's just been a 
character development there. I wanted to see a bit more from him. But the main thing I was disappointed about with this chasing was there were too many close-up shots and there was an overuse of shaky cam. There were quite a few moments where I really had to be paying attention and I almost felt like my eyes were getting sore just to keep up with where everyone was and what was going on because, yeah, the cam- there, weren't, there weren't a lot of wide shots and it almost kind of felt like they were unsure how to make super soldier battles like battles between super soldiers look legit without making it look kind of like they were balloon characters just being flung around so i was a little bit disappointed with that and i hope i hope as the show goes on those scenes improve maybe it was also the fact it was a chase scene it's on top of a truck it's a bit more difficult to do well choreographed hand-to-hand combat scenes so look we'll see Uh, i was just a little disappointed with that element uh, but John Walker shows up, he's grinning like an idiot, I've already talked about that, I get the idea, he just loves being in combat, um, elements of Sam Jackson from the Kong movie, that kind of thing, and then we have this the slow, this slower scene with us getting to know John Walker a bit better from Sam and Bucky's point of view, and this is where I think you begin to not like this new cap. I do like the whole set, Bucky asks him, have you ever stepped on a grenade? And he's like, yeah, I have actually, and I was kind of thinking, oh, Oh, okay, so maybe he is like Steve, but then he's talking about some sort of reinforced helmet thing. And I mean, I get he he would have no idea about Steve's backstory with that, but it's just that little controversial thing of like, okay, he doesn't quite, he's not Steve. He doesn't have those just peak Steve qualities that only Steve had. And, you know, he calls Steve's, no, not Steve's, um, Red Wing government property. And that's why he had the right to hack it. Just, it's that government mentality that he has. And I don't, I, at the moment, I'm not really liking his wingman, but Battlestar, there's a bit of just self-assuredness and arrogance there. He, <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, you got, uh, you know, I've made respect for you, but you were getting your asses kicked before we showed up. It's like, oh, sorry, were, were you there when we fought Thanos? Were you there when, you know, in Infinity War, when we were battling like massive CGI armies? Did you lift Thor's hammer? It's like, to us, these two haven't proven themselves yet, but they're walking around like they have proven themselves because maybe in their heads they have through whatever it is they've done, but we don't know that. And so, and Sam and Bucky don't know that. So it just comes across as irritating arrogance. Uh, and yeah, there's, I just want to mention, so he calls, Newcap calls Sam Steve's wingman. And then later on, there's that weird little moment where Sam and Bucky are in the street arguing and the cops pull up and sort of profile Sam. And... They're both very, very quick. I'm just wondering, I won't really get too much into the dynamics of that, but I'm just wondering if that's going to come up later on in the show in some element. Uh, in regards to the bad guys, there's the we have this little scene where it's, I think it's supposed to be character development, not really much happens. Um, I re- The elements I really like are that there are civilians pretty much around the whole world and even mention, they even say it to us that they're all doing it for the cause so they'll, they'll find shelter wherever they go because there are people around the world who agree with them and want to help them that's kind of that's i think that's a pretty cool element and i like that these bad guys they seem like normal guys who are a little out of their depth they they've been given this super soldier serum and they're not really quite sure yet there's not that normal boring bad guy self-assuredness to them uh which is kind of cool and it, i even thought of, after watching that scene i kind of thought back to that chase scene they weren't they they handled themselves all right, but they didn't show a great amount of skill or coordination. They were sort of just hacking away and using their super strength and the surprise of them being super soldiers to get out of that situation. So there's some dynamics there, but other than that, there's just a bunch of expositional dialogue and absolutely no development. So I'm going to move on to Isaiah. 
Okay, so I want to know more about this. I There is some serious intrigue going on there, not just with the Isaiah character, but the whole there were other super soldiers made, it seems. They seem to have brought the program back and it worked, but then no one knows about it. How many more super soldiers were there? Is it just Isaiah? Was there a whole program? Did Was it unsuccessful a lot of times and then they had, only had a couple of successes? I just... It's really interesting. I've got to give them that. <laughs> they don't delve too much into it, which I'm slightly worried about because this show is only, what, six, seven episodes it's going to be or something. And there's quite... There's two... First two episodes, there are a lot of elements they've introduced. Like, first episode, you've got Bucky's whole list thing. You've got Sam with the shield and his family. The family wasn't even mentioned in this episode. Now you've got this whole super soldier program with Isaiah. You've got the bad guys. You've got the new Captain America and his Battlestar partner, lot of elements this show is starting to balance so that's I'm a little bit worried about that but I still like this Isaiah the problem is there's so many elements of the show I like I'm just worried that it's getting overcrowded but I do like when they shot to the door and Bucky can't convince them to let him see him let them see Isaiah and he's like tell him it's the guy from the bar in Pinyang or whatever he's gonna know what that means oh is he now oh you wait Bucky, are you speaking in code? Do you have like a little connection with this guy? Is that what you do? Oh, thank you for explaining that. Oh, I was so lost until then. Thank you so much for spelling that out for me. Mm. But I liked Isaiah's story. He's a hero, but he was locked in jail, experimented on, because that's that's exactly what would happen, isn't it? You've got a guy who the super soldier formula worked on. You get, all you're going to do is experiment on him and figure out how to make more of him. I'll jump right ahead to the therapist scene, because that's easily my favourite moment <laughs> moment in this episode for three reasons one it's hilarious the bands between Bucky and Sam absolutely shines through it's fantastic and I really like a couple of things they do with Bucky and Sam in this scene very quick and r- has room for more development as the show goes on that's a great thing about a tv show you can have character development be s- not stretched out but just marinated on you don't have to shove it all into a couple of scenes I love when the therapist is like, yeah, this is something we use as couple with couples and they've got the soul gazing exercise. <laughs> uh, get in nice and close and have a little staring contest. Very adorable. And, you know, it's a bit of fun, bit of banter, a bit of back and forth. And then it very, all of a sudden just gets deep. Like Bucky for once gives a serious answer. And at first I didn't really buy the whole, you know, if he was wrong about you, maybe he was wrong about me. But then I kind of thought about it a bit further Bucky saw Sam get the shield at the end of Endgame and he even like gives his nod of approval like yes I I think Cap's right you should have the shield not me you're the right guy for this like he gave his I mean it's mainly Steve's blessing you want but you know he gave his blessing for Sam to have the shield and he was happy to see the legacy of the shield and the legacy of his best friend Steve was being carried on and then as he says the first thing Sam does with it is give it up. And I can see from Bucky's point of view, that would absolutely tear him up inside. And I didn't actually think about this, but now that really makes sense in the whole, well, Steve believed in you, Sam. He saw something in you like he saw something in me and he trusted you with the shield and you gave it up. So if you're screwing this up and Steve was wrong about you, what does that does that mean he was wrong about me? Am I just a, am I also just screwed up and there's no hope for redemption for me? Because Bucky at the moment is completely torn up inside. He's trying to make amends, but it's not entirely working. He still can't sleep at night. He's a tortured, broken man. And to see the one other person his best friend trusted and believed in kind of just throw that aside would affect him in that way. So I really, really like that dynamic. 
And I just, the one specific element I want to mention from this scene I really liked was when Bucky's laying this laying this out to Sam. The camera is on Sam for the most part. Usually when you've got two people talking to each other, the camera cuts between them as each person talks. Like that's the normal way you do it. Shot, reverse shot, etc. But for the camera, I noticed it starts with Bucky as he's talking and then it turns to Sam. And for the rest of Bucky's little speech, the camera is basically on Sam and it's showing his reaction to this. And you can see it's hitting him. And maybe there's just a little bit of denial there because then he's like, I thought I was doing the right thing. Didn't buy that for a second. I think he knows he just was a bit afraid to take up the mantle and he's kind of, he's in denial about that. Yeah, I just thought the two elements going on with those characters and what they're doing with that is great. And this scene showed that to perfection. And I did like at the end where Bucky says to his therapist, I know I've talked about this scene a lot, but Bucky says to his therapist, what was rule number two again? And it's don't hurt anyone. I wasn't entirely sure what they were doing with that, but I was kind of starting to think, are they, do they mean physical hurt or emotional hurt? Cause he has just kind of torn Sam a new one. Is that, I don't know. I, I just got that vibe from it, but I, I can tell they're setting something up with that in later episodes. So I'm just, I'm, int- I'm intrigued with that. We have another scene with the bad guys. One stays behind. I mean, I like it showing their, com- you know, these guys are absolutely committed to their cause. They're willing to die for it. That's fine. Just not really into it as a whole so far. I mean, we don't really know anything about them. There's no personal connection with any of them. We don't fully, un- we kind of understand why they're doing what they're doing, but the show hasn't explored that much. And we're more interested in Bucky and Sam and Newcap at the moment. So hopefully that'll develop a bit further. It's a bit like Sam's family in the first episode. There's just that one element in each episode that's kind of there, but just more of a side thing that we can't really get our teeth into yet. But the final bit of the sh- final bit of the episode, very excited now because Zemo's coming in. But um, oh, <laughs> uh, I do I did enjoy it because they base they spell out who it is. You know, we need to go. We need to talk to this guy. He knows all of Hydra's secrets. He's the only one who understands the super soldier stuff. And then straight away, I like I imagine most people think, ah, oh, Zemo, yes, Zemo. And then um, Sam comes out with, oh. We're going to have to go talk to Zemo. Did you get that, audience? We're going to go talk to Zemo. Say it with me now. Zemo. Did you get that? All right, everybody, all together now. We're going to go see Zemo. I did feel, though, that the trailer kind of ruined this again. Trailer. Why do trailers ruin stuff? It just seemed like... If they had not revealed in the trailers and in the, all the promotional photo posters that Zemo was not going to be part of this, and then you have this scene and, you know, you don't obviously spell out that it's Zemo you're going to go see. You just say, oh, do we have to go talk to this guy? Fine, we'll do it. And then it has the uh, opera music and maybe it just shows the outside of the prison cell. Maybe you show Zemo's face and get really every, get Daniel Bruin, Bloom, is that his name? Get everyone really excited for it. With it, and then that would have been a huge like, oh, okay, he's in this show. All right, let's. I'm really excited. But just again, trailers. They want you to watch the show, so they just reveal way too much. Just oh, it's annoying. I'm kind of glad though. It seems. I mean, I only watched like one trailer, so maybe I'm wrong. But the trailer I watched only kind of revealed most like the action scenes and the plot points from the first two episodes. So 
Hopefully there's a lot more to this show to be revealed that they haven't just given away so far. So that's cool. I'm also really interested to see what Zemo's angle is going to be because he was completely against super soldiers in Civil War. Like he showed up at that place in Russia or wherever it was, found and killed all the super soldiers that were there. Because it's like, what? I didn't want more. I don't want more of you. I want I want to eradicate you. I don't want you to be on this earth at all. So maybe he's going to be like that whole enemy of my enemy is my friend with Sam and Bucky. That could be kind of cool. And then obviously betray them in the last episode but i'm excited i'm interested so overall i'm loving sam and bucky's dynamic so far i'm glad they're working together now and i hope the show continues to have them together for the rest of the show i like the buddy cop thing they're doing they work really well together there's good banter it's not overdone it's just i mean it's there all the time it's constant but it's not like shoved in your face it's not forced it feels pretty organic to me With the new Cap, I do and I don't like him. I've already talked about him enough. I love that he has a character and there's elements and layers to him. I'm loving the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. element and how that's developing with Sam giving it up. Uh, I wanted to see more of Bucky's torment with Mr. Nakashima. That sort of just felt like something they had in the first episode. I hope it becomes it stays relevant throughout the show it's not just shoved in there at the end because i really like that story element i don't want it to be just cast aside because like i said the show is starting to balance a lot of storylines and there's a very good chance it could get overcrowded i hope they can just make it work and bring it together because there's only what there's only four more episodes to go or something don't yet care about the flag smasher group but i mean i think there's good potential there there are interesting elements there that they can explore further you know they have an interesting cause and they just seem to be people they're not boring generic bad guys so far so far and yeah i'm keen to see more of sam and bucky very excited for the zemo element and what he'll bring and overall i'm really enjoying the show so far um so i hope that show continues on the trend it's going and is able to finish well that's what i'm really hoping for uh so i'm gonna stop talking now because i've already talked long long enough about what a 30 minute episode (laughs) so thanks very much again for listening guys if you want to leave a comment or ask me questions you can find my show on all the podcast streaming services facebook twitter instagram send me an email whatever you like to do Really love to hear more from you guys because I almost consider this pod in a way, I know it's just me talking, but I like to think of it as a conversation with you guys. So if you have anything that you want to say and or tell me about, please feel free to let me know. It'd be great to hear from you. But I'm going to sign off for another week. I do want to get my Raya and Last Dragon review up and I need to. I still need to finish the Schneider Cut. I'm now on Easter break with uni, so hopefully I'll have a little bit more time to actually release a few more pods on the rig. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, till then, see you for another Falcon Winter Soldier next week. Bye bye. The shark